0: Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast, a place where you will feel encouraged by hearing God's stories from my friends that I share with you. Whether you're listening on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or needing a boost of encouragement after a full day, I want for you to feel seen by God, to be encouraged in your daily life, and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Hi, friend. Well, last week, it was great hearing Sarah share her story with us when she was walking through a really difficult time when she had encarditis, which caused her to have open heart surgery as a young woman 10 years ago. She shares about God's faithfulness as her friends and family rallied around her during a really difficult time in her life. You can go one episode back to hear it on episode 117. Today's episode is with my friend Stacy Myers from the Humorous Homemaking Blog. I've followed Stacy for years and I feel like we know each other in real life, even though we only know each other through Instagram. But we had the best time chatting for today's episode. We talk about failures and what to do with them. Stacy encourages us how to stop walking in fear of missing God's will, and I love how packed full this episode is with resources Stacy shares and God's truth that we can point our heart towards. Stacy also shares about her recent journey of walking in food freedom that you do not want to miss. I love how open Stacy is and she's funny do want to say, don't worry about jotting all of the information that she shares with us on this episode. Just be sure to check out the full list of show notes at renrobinscom slash podcast. Okay, let's get to it. Here is my conversation with Stacy. Hey Stacy! welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, thanks so much for
0: having me. This is going to be really fun. Um, It is going to be really fun. I I love it. I love talking to people that I know uh, online only. So this is going to be fun.
1: Yes, it's fun to see people face to face, although they can't see us, they can only hear us.
0: Yeah, that's okay. Okay. So if my listeners don't know Stacy Myers, can you explain um, a little bit about yourself? And your family, and kind of what area of the country you're in.
1: So, my name is Stacy from Humorous Homemaking, formerly known as Stacy Makes Sense. Um, we live in the mountains of Virginia, down close to Tennessee, and um, I have been working in social media and online for a little over 10 years, and I love it. So, my ministry is towards homemakers and teaching them to. Um, keep and maintain their home, I kind of take a little bit more of a natural look at that versus, you know, other, so how to keep your home naturally and how to have a good time doing it because I think at least I saw in my motherhood journey and keeping a house, I would have a tendency to be like, oh, woe is me, and here I am scrubbing this toilet while everyone else has fun, and then I just realized that was not my calling in life to sit around sadly scrubbing toilets. So I want to bring the joy back to homemaking and um, bring laughter back. And that is my mission uh, every day that I get online.
0: I love that. And that's what why you're so relatable, I think, to all of us that watch you, that don't know you in real life, but we know you online. Uh, So I appreciate that about you. That's fun. Okay. Tell us a little bit about your husband and um, how many kids you have.
1: So my husband, Barry, and I have been married for 16, almost 17 years. We met in college. He was dating someone else, and we met on a double date with different people.
0: Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> and um, we were best friends for a long time, and then we just eventually ended up together. And when we did, everybody said, well, it's about dagum time because uh, we fit together so well. Mm. We are... He completes me, and I know that is so. Like I'm, I'm not a feelings type person, but I just I'll, I love him. Um, we have four children: Annie is ten, Andy is seven, Eli is five, and Ruthie is three. And we homeschool, and we're basically together all of the time. And it is our goal to be a homeschooling family one day. So we're working towards that, us all being here together, and that's our end game. But Okay. We are homebodies, so we're here a lot. I'm either here or I'm traveling extensively. There's no middle ground. Me, <laughs> um, but we reside in Virginia. Yeah,
0: <laughs> most of the time is in Virginia. Well, I just saw y'all just got back from Hawaii because that was a business trip with Young Living Oils because you are an oily mama and a director and all that or whatever it's called. But um y'all just got back from a trip. So that's yep. awesome.
1: I'm leaving on Monday for Switzerland to teach. <gasps> classes in Switzerland. So I'm just, oh,
0: my word. I never knew this would be
1: where the Lord would take me, but he knew me better than I did.
0: That's great. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. And I love um, y'all used to do, and I don't know if you still do this, but you used to do videos of you and Barry when the kids would go to bed down in the basement and he would talk about finances and stuff. I'm like, I love this so much. Like y'all are the best team.
1: Yep. We still do that sometimes, not okay. as often now because yeah. Well, we're currently exhausted when our kids go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> we've cut but, back just a little bit there.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we've been, my husband and I have been married for 16 years too. So mm-hmm. we got married in the summer. But, um, and I remember when Ruthie was born. Like, this is so fun to now see. I mean, she's adorable, but you could see your kids growing up, like online. Like, you know, we're like, it's, we know it's, them.
1: It's fun. And I'll tell you, like, I have... Annie, one of my very first blog posts was Annie's first birthday party. So, people who've been with me since the beginning have seen her wow. grow up and seen me have all of my kids, and they're just so used to it. Like, we'll be out at Chick fil A or whatever, and people be like, hey, and they're just like, hey, I mean, hey, I'm like, hey, guys, smile. And they'll stop immediately what they're doing, and be like, <laughs> that. that's just their life, but it, that's their life. It's fun to share. Mm-hmm. It's fun to share my life journey with other people.
0: Okay. So I've got to tell you the first time I remember, or one of the first times I remember specifically something you posted or that you shared on Insta stories. It, it must've been right before, right when, no, it might've been Periscope. It might've been Periscope. It was either Periscope. I know. Um, it might've been Periscope or it was right, right when first, when stories came out. Um, but this is so fun. You were talking in the bathroom and you were saying, y'all, I have, yes, you have a lovely shower curtain behind you right now. Um, you were in the bathroom and you were holding up your tea tree oil and you're like, look, I I don't really use these oils. I, um, I just use them to make my bathroom smell good. Um, but I'm not asking y'all to To reach out to me and to be concerned, but I've got my tea tree oil. I'm putting it in the toilet after we go to the bathroom, and I'm good. I I don't need anything else. And I love that now. Your one of your huge parts of your business is is oil education of educating women and families on oils. And so you talk about eating crow. Haven't we all done this, right?
1: That's a huge, I'll tell you, that is a huge part of my quote unquote ministry. And the reason why I feel like people are drawn to humorous homemaking is because they know they're not going to get crap from me (laughs) if I do something wrong or I do something I'm like, man, that was stupid. Or I just like, I don't have a problem stopping where I am and turning and going a different direction, which I mean. And I tell it, it's God keeps me hum, humble. I'm the type of person that if stuff like that didn't happen to me, I could get a large head and and but no, mm-hmm.
0: things
1: happen to me every day to knock me off that horse. <laughs> One of these having children, um, and yeah. You
0: know. <laughs> well, I just think it's it's just neat that you do that because it's hard sometimes as women or just as people to change your direction. You know me, I'm like, I want to go this path and I do not want to go anywhere else. And then when something like that happens or something, God uses that, but it's like, okay, now we're going to go this way. Okay. Well, and that's where faith comes in. But tell us what changed it from you just putting tea tree oil, just to get rid of the smells in the bathroom to now being whole in, you're using thieves, laundry detergent, you know, it's, it's a full thing in your family. So how did you go from there to this?
1: Um, Mm. I mean, it's not, so as you were talking just a second ago about changing direction, I, and I was thinking, people, I'm, I'm going to tell my story, but people need to not be afraid to about face or to share their failures online because I could have done my toilet tea tree story and then used these oils and told no one because I felt like it was a failure, or people be like, oh, look at her, she can't stick with anything. Whereas, I think what it does is show people, sometimes you find something better. Like, we homeschool. I tried the morning basket thing. So if you don't know what a morning basket homeschool thing is, it's this time when your whole family comes together. You sit around the table, you read out loud, you pray, you do stuff. I had this amazing basket, it was all ready. I was sharing it online, I was so excited. It bombed like Hiroshima. It was the worst homeschooling thing I have ever tried. We all hated it. We didn't want to do it. It was, we were all miserable. And I was like, I have shown this to everybody. And I just finally fessed up online. And people were like, thank you. <laughs> because you're all, you're going to have some people who resonate with you. And you are like, I tried this thing. It did not work. Um, so just an encouragement to everybody. Don't be afraid to share your quote unquote failures because you just learn from them. So my son, Eli, was the reason why I changed my tune with natural living because he was born and he was different than my other kids. He um, was always broken out. He cried a lot. He couldn't sleep because he would try to scratch his skin off day and night. He wore mittens on his hands till he was over the age of one because he would scratch his skin until he would bleed everywhere. Mm -hmm. And um. I was told by doctors that it was food and it was not food it was he was surrounded by harsh chemicals and toxins every day and the laundry detergent the stuff I was cleaning he would get out of the tub and be red all over even when I wouldn't use any soap and it was the residue left behind when I would clean the bathtub. And I was praying for an answer. And sometimes I'll tell you guys, when you pray for an answer, you better be ready for what that answer is going to be. Even if yeah. that means you have to go in front of God and everybody and tell them that you were wrong. <laughs> because just if you pray for an answer, you going to get, get it. and I prayed for God to show me what was causing my son's, um, why he was miserable. And I know It was not an audible voice, but I know he told me that it was what I was cleaning the house with. Mm -hmm. And so I stopped dead in my tracks that day. I have not used anything else. Eli has gradually gotten better um, now that we've switched to natural things around the house. And he is a totally different boy. So what changed my tune? Prayer, praying for an answer and being desperate. Mm.
0: Uh, and, you know, I, what you were saying earlier about, you know, sharing our failures and I think, you know, online, maybe this is just social media has done this lately or just has always done this is that, you know, everybody wants to see the perfect, but then really want, everybody wants to see vulnerability. They want to see, you know, what I saw a quote the other day that said they, they love your, you know, pretty pictures, but they relate to your failures, Something like that. I probably misquoted. But um, and so this is this is funny because I this connects to how that first Insta story I saw of you, Um, because what people don't know is three years ago, it was in 2017. I reached out to you. We were going to record a podcast. We set a time. I think it was 11 o'clock time and 10 o'clock time. My husband's a pilot. But let me just tell you the the time zone situation has not rubbed off on me at all and so you were sitting at your computer I'm sure it was you know sometime 10 o'clock 11 o'clock in the morning and I was out eating breakfast with my in-laws and my husband not even knowing that I had scheduled it that we were in two different time zones and didn't even realize that you were in eastern and I was in central and I didn't even do the math so I got home and was mortified and emailed you and you were super busy at that time you said well I can reschedule but it's going to have to be in the spring And it has taken me three years to reach back out to you because of fear, because of embarrassment. It's and I thought and and I mentioned it to you, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that did happen. You had no idea." And so, why we as women or people do that? Why do we not step out because of fear of what people are going to think or if they're going to say no or reject us? And I thought, if I do that about this what else are we doing in our businesses and our homes that we're scared to do that we don't do because of fear, right?
1: Right, exactly. I
0: think the
1: I feel like at least for me, the things I fear are usually things I need to do or tackle mm-hmm. or overcome because, you know, I, I, that has just always proven itself to me. If I'm scared to do something, I'm like, you, you okay, you just going to have to do this
0: Mm mm-hmm that's a good I like that that was real good
1: it's not like oh I'm scared to stand in the middle of the interstate i mean, not that kind of fear that's ridiculous that's stupidity I'm talking about an example would be there was a girl she started coming to church her name was Carrie I wanted to talk to her but I sometimes come across to people as um I'm I'm quiet until I know you and so I thought I can't talk to her she's gonna think I'm weird she's gonna think I'm weird and so for weeks Mm. I told myself I'm not doing that I'm not I'm too scared and then I finally reached out and I was like hey you want to come over maybe so she's like yes and it was I just held myself back for weeks because of fear and now I'm like that, that's ridiculous you gotta stop that mess
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally relate to that. Okay. So let's transition into kind of your journey back in college. Um, You struggle with fear. You struggle with anxiety um, and you found yourself in a counselor's office at your, uh, you were a senior in college. Tell me about that experience and a a quote that I had heard that you mentioned that really changed everything for you. Um, Can you tell me about that? So
1: I'm an Enneagram one. I'm a perfectionist. And so I feel like if what I do isn't perfect that I have failed. So this has been a huge part of my journey spiritually and as a mother and in business and everything is just realizing that that I am not a failure because I fail. So I struggled most of my young adult life with worrying I was going to miss the will of God. And that I would do something incorrect or take a wrong path and then there would be no turning back for me. I would have disappointed everybody. And then I was a senior and I'm I'm very good also at hiding things. So I was able to kind of shove that down and never really let it surface, even though it was there. And then my grandfather passed away when I was a senior in college. And that was the first close death I'd ever had to me. And that kind of just opened the floodgate and everything came out and, um, I lived in probably what I would call severe anxiety for one to two years, that um, it was really hard because I thought everything that I was doing was wrong and that I was not in the will of God and I thought that those voices that was telling me, you're a failure, this isn't right, he's angry, upset with you, you, and I thought that since they were inside of me that they were part of me and they were truth And that's why I struggled for so long is because I thought the, the voices in my head, which makes me sound like a schizophrenic. No,
0: no, I know what you're talking about. I think we all know the voices in our head.
1: Yes. Yes. I thought they were me. They were a part of me so that they were truth. And when you think that way, you feel like you can never escape it because it's always with you. Mm -hmm. And I was reading a book by John Acuff. I want to say it's, it's either start or finish. Both of those books from John Acuff are amazing. And he said in it, your inner voice is not your friend. Your inner voice is your foe. And I will, that's, you know, you have these times in your life where you like remember very vividly certain things that will be forever green in my head because no one had ever said that to me before. And it never occurred to me that maybe the things in my head weren't truth until then. And then I just started doing more digging and learning more. I read an amazing book called Just Do Something. Can't remember the author right now. Maybe Rand can put it in the um, show notes. Yeah. That just helped me break free from that bondage of fear of going down the wrong path. Um, Because I think just about everybody struggles with that at least a little bit. And the word says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, who can understand it? So our feelings are not always true, even if they feel like they're part of us. And so I have had to, and I still have to, I'd love to tell you that this is something that I have broken free from and doesn't bother me anymore. I still have to daily immerse myself in the word and repeat truth to myself because if I don't, the voice in my head is not truth when it directly speaks against what the word says. And so when those voices pop up in me, I'm able to now repeat repeat scripture and tell myself truth and make it louder than the negative things that are inside of me. So another really good book that was a total game changer for me was Switch on Your Brain by Carolyn Leaf about how to change the thoughts in your head and um, it's it's a process. So if people out there who are listening who struggle with anxiety or things going on in their head, it's a daily process of speaking truth to yourself over and over and over.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I, there was a time when I uh, was struggling, like you were saying that you struggled like with intense from one to two years. I, it, there was one, I had struggled, you know, you look back and you're like, oh, I could str- probably struggle with that a lot. You know before it really came out but um but yeah there were some days that it was hard to get out of bed i mean let's be honest it was it was rough so i i definitely relate to that i just found dr caroline leaf and um she has a podcast and i started listening to that um just amazing really interesting so i need to get that book for sure yes. um the but
1: i love most about her is that she speaks from a scientific background but mm-hmm. also matches it with scripture so you don't get anything from her that is not also rooted in scripture and the verse, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, that is science. Mm-hmm. And we just haven't known it until recently. So the things we think about become, we become them.
0: Mm. I'm going to put all these in the show notes because that sounds like some really good uh, resources. Okay, well, let's move from that. I love the quote that John Acuff says. I need to get his book as well. I follow him on Instagram, so I need to get his book. But um, I want to go one more part of your life was your no diet journey. So over a year, you started this no diet journey. And I I want to hear a little bit of your heart about food freedom and as women, as Uh, I think a lot of us can relate to this about wanting to be on a diet. I remember you telling a story about when you were in Hawaii, I guess last year, when you were going on a trip for work, you would not eat a lot of the desserts um, when you would see it. And then this year, when you went back, you were able to enjoy it. So tell me the difference in those two years and just this food freedom that you found.
1: So a lot of it all plays in together. I think that people who struggle with anxiety or perfection are also going to struggle with control. And so my diet issues are directly related to my perfectionism and my desire to control. So when you feel like you have no control over over other things like your mind or your feelings, and then you have kids and have zero control over anything (laughs) in your life. Yeah. I have to control something. And dieting was a control freak issue for me. And it was all-consuming. And I don't know if a lot of ladies struggle with it to the extent that I did, but like I would weigh multiple times a day and write down my weight to the .0 point, point oh something degree. It, it consumed me for at least 10 years. And I think part of my letting go of my anxiety and letting go of the voices and negativity in my head is also realizing I don't have control mm. and um, just learning to listen to learning to listen to my body and what it needs instead of trying to tell my body what it needs and beating it into submission with a stick
0: mm. Mm. Yeah. and
1: I, I feel like now I don't think that diets are bad for everyone. Some people really thrive on them. They do well. They're not legalistic. They can be on a diet and then go out with friends and then come back home and hop back on their diet. Those people, they've got it going on. They're my heroes.
0: <laughs> it's not me, but yeah, they're great. They're disciplined, I have, right?
1: I have some people in my life who they're they're very happy-go-lucky, so they can switch back and forth, but my control over it, since it consumed all of my life, I didn't have that ability. And I would find myself missing out on fun times with friends or, you know, going with them, but them all eating and me not, and me not even being able to concentrate on what was happening. Cause all I could think about was how I was not eating what they were eating. Mm-hmm. And it was just a consuming thing for me, totally hundred percent based on control. And I think other people may not have control issues with food, but may have control issues in other areas, which it's basically the same thing. It's just, what in your life are you trying to bulldoze? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I decided. And um, it was another one of those points in my life that I will look back on forever. My daughter came home from a trip out to get ice cream with a friend. And it's still so raw to me that I can feel my eyes tearing up, which is weird. Cause I don't like to cry, but she came home and she was so excited. She burst in the front door. She's like, she was nine, Mama, You'd be so proud of me. I got the sugar-free, fat-free ice cream. And I thought, what am I doing to my kids? And that was the day I stopped.
0: Mm. No looking back. Like you just were like, nope, that's it. Yep. Wow. Well, that shows that you have a lot of discipline as well because you just stopped. You know?
1: Control freak issues.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but... Wow! And so you just turned back. What did What did you do in your life that made it different? You just stopped, kept, stopped um, weighing yourself. Stop. I, I don't weigh
1: myself. My husband has discarded the weigher thing scale. scale. Weigher thing. <laughs> Sometimes as a mom, I forget words and I say things <laughs> like weigher thing. Words are hard. I know. <laughs> I don't. Uh, he just. I don't know where it is. Um, mm. When we are on vacation. I eat what I would like to eat. Um, I enjoy, th- like used to, my kids will be like, would ha- try to hand me little things. Here, mama, taste this. And I would, I nope, not going to do that. It's just a little bit more freedom. I still, quote unquote, behave myself. Like I'm not sitting on the couch every day eating a bag of Cheetos and right. <laughs> a milkshake every day. I'm still what most people would consider to be pretty strict with what I eat, but I'm not... I don't keep a super tight grasp on it. And I allow myself to enjoy life and enjoy time with my friends and family.
0: And have you seen a huge difference in just your inside, like feeling your joy and your contentment? Have you just, have you felt a change in that?
1: Yes. Um, Do I, I I do feel a lot better. There are still sometimes when I look at myself because I've, you know, because I controlled it for so long, I've probably gained like 20 pounds. And so I'm still getting used to that extra weight, but I feel better Mm. and I'm not cold all the time. I just feel better in general. So I'm still kind of reconciling in my head Mm -hmm. the difference in weight, but it's not worth it to me Mm. to go back and be a smaller weight.
0: So I love that this is just kind of a peek behind humorous hand making. It's a peek behind Stacy and I love it so much. And I love just that you're just so open on Instagram or wherever you're sharing, you are so, so open and relatable. And I just love that. So tell Mm -hmm. us, I know we're going to, we're, we're going to go into the next, the next thing, but what would you say to a woman that either is struggling with anxiety, severe anxiety, or if she's struggling with maybe dieting and the control issues maybe um what would you say to her that maybe you would have told stacy you know five years ago ten years ago
1: get help um because i used to think that counseling was for the weak pansies of the world and now i kind of feel like counseling should be for everybody
0: (laughs) yeah that's right
1: everybody should have one and i thought that it meant that i didn't have my act together if i needed somebody to come and help me and now i realize There, I mean, the Bible says there's wisdom in the counsel of many. Mm. And if you are going through something and you're trying to handle it all by yourself, you're not equipped, especially not if you're in the middle of crap. Mm -hmm. Handle or help yourself out. So even if all that means is talking to your pastor or your pastor's wife, just reach out to somebody for help and say, this is what I'm struggling with. I just, I need somebody. I need somebody. And now I don't go to a counselor currently, but I have my husband and my friend Penny in my life who, um, and my friend Sarah, who are close enough to me and know me well enough to call me on something if I'm misbehaving or if I have a tendency to step back into um, a bad place, they'll call me out. And I think that's also important is to have accountability from those around you to watch you when you are, especially when you first start out and you still don't trust yourself. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, Those are the two things I'd say get help and have accountability because you cannot do it yourself. You'll say, I can do this myself. Nope. No, you can't. Mm -mm.
0: Nope. That's good. That's good wisdom for whatever we as women are struggling with, no matter what is get help. If you are struggling and get accountability. I love that. It's good. That's good. That's a good word. Okay, so we're going to switch into my eat, read, love. We've been talking about food a little bit. So tell me a little bit of what you are loving. What are you reading or what you've read in the past that you really love? And what are you eating? So uh,
1: my favorite food in the entire world is fried pickles.
0: Okay, and you made some the other day. I saw that. That's
1: ingenious. If somebody said, hey, this is your last meal what would you like for it to be? It would be a big old honking plate of fried pickles and a bat of yes. ranch. Oh, yes, so I could just eat them
0: yes. <laughs> until I exploded. Oh my <laughs> word. That sounds so good. Mm. You made them. See, I, I've got pick. I love pickles. I can have them at any time, but I've never made fried pickles. I'll have to get on and get your recipe.
1: I love fried pickles. What else am I eating? Um, I eat chocolate every night before I go to bed without mm. fail because yes. it's after my kids go to bed, it's just, um, uh, Slow, it takes me like an hour to eat half of a chocolate bar. I, mean, I just slowly enjoy it, and no one's trying to pick it off my plate or you know, standing over me, watching me like Darth Vader while I eat it. <sighs> yes. So, that I mean, those are two things that I love deeply in my soul. Pickles and chocolate. It sounds like I'm pregnant, but I'm yes. not. <laughs>
0: That's great. I love it. Well, I like that you said you do it after the bed, kids go to bed because, you know, there's this new trendy thing of not eating after dinner or whatever I've tried to do. And let me tell you, it just brings me so much joy that when I put my son to bed, that when I get in, you know, kind of slowed down, I sit down and I eat whatever, a little happy treat that I've been wanting, you know? So I think that, I think that's good. I think some yeah. people are going to be free from that right now. I've seen those things where they're like, don't eat after 7 p.m. Uh, no <laughs> sorry <Not me. laughs> and I and if it works for people great but I I just it was just like a just a happiness at the end of the day and I look forward to same same girl right? same. small little happinesses okay all right what are you reading you gave us some really good tips and I mean really good resources in books but are you reading anything else you want to mention
1: so I'm reading two books right now, which is weird. I don't usually read two books at one time. I'm usually a one book at a time girl, but I'm reading a book with my husband called the one page marketing plan. And that's just for our business. Yeah. Because we're trying to, we're dealt, I'm trying to do better with YouTube. So we're studying that. So I'm reading the one page marketing plan.
0: Very
1: cool. And I'm reading everything is outable by Marie Forleo with my friend Hillary.
0: Okay. I'm reading it
1: kind of slow
0: because mm-hmm.
1: I don't have a ton of
0: time to read. What are you reading? I'm reading um, right now. I'm reading girls club by Sally Clarkson with her daughter. It's good. so sweet. It's really good. I mean, it's, it's really good. And then I ordered her life giving table. Cause so many people recommended it to me. And then I'm, re- I have, I'm opposite. Like you are just like my husband. He's an Enneagram one and it's one book and it's one thing we research. And then me, I'm like, I got like 10 books. It's a mess. I'm a hot mess. So well,
1: since you're reading the Clarkson book, I'm going to make a recommendation. Our favorite family devotional is our 24, our 24 family ways by her husband. <gasps> it is the best family devotional. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Say it again. Our 24 family ways by Clay Clarkson.
0: Okay. I'm going to get that. Seriously. I am such a fan. I've started listening to her podcast more recently, uh, recently, and it's, She's just charming and so much wisdom and so much just, it's like taking a deep breath. So I'm going to get that book. That sounds awesome. I'm glad you told me that. Okay. So what are you loving
1: uh, right now? It's winter. So fuzzy socks and my, what I've called my warm, warmy bag, which is, <laughs> it's because that's what Ruthie, my three-year-old calls it. So now that's what everybody calls it is a warmy bag. And it's Sweet. just this, flannel bag full of feed corn that I bought. Okay. okay. You know, like some people put rice and stuff in. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah.
0: The bed buddy. I have a bed buddy.
1: Um, the feed corn stays hot a lot longer. So like I can put mine in before I go to bed and it's still warm at like three and four in the morning. Oh, wow. So in the wintertime, if I'm at home, my warmy bag and my fuzzy socks are not far from me.
0: Yes. Cause y'all yes. have pretty good winters up there in Virginia. Fun. Yeah, and I mean it depends on
1: which part you live in, but we live at a pretty high elevation, so yeah. It gets
0: okay, fine. okay, yeah. We're in Memphis. I'm in Memphis, so mm-hmm. we get ice. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, we're fine. Not. Yeah, we're fine. It's fine. Okay, thanks for coming on the podcast. This was so super so fun. fun.
1: The most fun podcast I've ever been on, and I hope nobody listening has ever had me
0: on. <laughs> <listening. laughs> Yay! I'm glad it was. Yeah, no insulting anybody. It's fine to but yes this was, uh, this was fun I love
1: good. I love talking obviously I used that ju- fun fact what did Stacy get sent to the principal's office the first time notice I said first time mm. um was in first grade for talking
0: I mean it's okay right
1: this has been inevitable
0: since first <laughs> grade I got D haul for the first time and only time for talking shocking hashtag shocking well, good. This was great. Thank you so much for coming on. And where can people find you
1: I'm online? You would ask me. Um, I just am very, very honored. Anytime I get asked up one side and down another. So I'm humorous homemaking across the board, Facebook, which I don't use a ton, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Pinterest, yes. I'm all the places, but I spend most of my time on Instagram right now.
0: Yeah, me too. I love it. Okay. And your website is humoroushomemaking.com, right? Okay. So everybody go find you and thanks so much for coming. Mm, thank you, Rand. What a fun conversation we had and it was chopped full of encouragement. I felt so encouraged by Stacey. And you know what I loved most about what she said? That when we're afraid of something, that's usually something we need to step out and do. I have never thought about it that way before. So good. Well, thanks so much for listening. New interviews coming that you do not want to miss. And don't forget to check out my Monday Boost encouragement on Facebook Live every Monday morning around 8.30 Central Standard Time where we will discuss a part of the episode. I would love for you to join me. And I promise I won't mess up my time zones. (laughs) Okay, so that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.